0: Privileged session manager is basically has three functions isolation, monitoring, and recording. We saw how it works. There are certain prerequisites. Before you install the PSM, you need to make sure that all the prerequisites are in place. The first thing we have here is that the remote desktop service has to be installed. Along with the remote desktop service, along with the remote desktop service, a lot of roles and features are going to come along right just like we had the 30 or 40 web roles during the pvwa installation if you remember we have certain web uh, remote desktop service roles and features uh, that needs to be installed around 20 25 roles and features are there and you can simply do that installation by going into the server manager and add roles and features but manually installing all those roles and features can become a uh, lot of manual efforts will be required for that So it can become tedious process so this is where CyberArk has prepared a PowerShell script that can automatically install all the remote desktop services and roles and features that are required for the PSM deployment. So we will be using the uh, PowerShell scripts to deploy the roles and features that are required and we will see that we'll see how it works in the deployment phase. The second thing you will have to ensure is, the rem- is that the remote desktop client access license needs to be there. Okay? Every single time you initiate the connection from the cyber act to the target systems, it's going to consume a license based on the machine name. Okay? How many laptops or how many computers are initiating the connection to the target system using the remote desktop services on on the psm server based on every single client every single machine it's going to consume one licenses so usually on the windows server operating system the microsoft gives you 120 days of evaluation licenses for remote desktop or using remote desktop client but you do not use product. You do not use uh, the evaluation license in the production instances. So you'll have to ensure that um, the remote desktop client access licenses are properly procured before you go ahead and deploy the P- privilege session manager. You'll have to calculate how many licenses you would require based on the number of users that uh, are planned to have access to the cyberark in order to initiate the connections. So based on the number of users, you'll have to calculate how much licenses you would require. Apart from that, the server capacity needs to be planned in terms of disk space. Why? Because you are continuously recording the user sessions that are being initiated using CyberArk. Ultimately, all the recordings will be done and uh, transferred to the vault. Vault is the central storage where all the recordings are uh, stored but as long as the sessions are ongoing as long as the sessions are active the recordings are going to be stored locally on the psm server as long as the sessions are ongoing and active the recordings will be stored on the psm server locally and you should your psm server should have enough spaces to store and hold all the recordings before it transfer to the vault so you need to plan the capacity very carefully as well i've added a link here which will help you understand the uh, capi- capability of the you have to sizing calculation of the psm basically how do you um, plan the sizing requirements for the privilege session manager uh, there are number of factors that needs to be taken into consideration number of users that are going to you log into the target sessions using psm or number of accounts that you have the frequency of the connections right all those factors has to be taken into consideration before you calculate the size of the privilege session manager okay? this link will help you out to understand uh, uh, more in terms of sizing calculation so you can go through this as well saves are not very important okay not a very important detail so just go through this do not have to remind uh, not have to remember all these details internal user and session workflows are very important so all the internal users that we have discussed here along with the entire session workflow so these are very important i've tried to summarize all of this that i've discussed in the sheet as well so you can go through this and uh, try to see if you are able to understand and uh, this will be a good reference point all right
1: let's log into The servers quickly one by one.
0: So, this is the PSM server that we uh, have here. This is right now, it is not joined to the domain. So, we will use the server username and password here, the local username and password. The first thing that we do here, before we actually start the deployment of the PSM, we will ensure that our PSM server is joined to the Active Directory domain. We will ensure that our PSM server is joined to the Active Directory domain. Why do we need to do that? Because uh, if multiple users are using the PSM server, we do not want to go through firewall complication. If server is not kept within the same domain, every single time the user tries to initiate the connection to the PSM server, interact with the PSM server. They, the firewall will block the communication and users, for users to be able to launch the connection, will have to open firewall ports from their machine to the PSM server. Okay? There can be hundreds of users, you do not want to uh, open the firewall exceptions for every single user machine to the PSM server, it will be very difficult to manage. So you basically ensure that the PSM server are joined to the same Active Directory domain where users laptops are going to be created. Okay? So this users laptop are going to be created within the organization's network domain. Let's assume that this is uh, Arvind.com's The is the organization. This is where our uh, users will be created. So this is where PSM needs to be joined. How do we join that server, any Windows server to the Active Directory domain? We have seen the process in our PVWA deployment if you remember. We had joined the PVWA server to the Active Directory domain before we started the deployment. So let's do the same for PSM server as well. We will define the DNS IP, Network and Internet, Network and Sharing Center. We will go to Change Adapter setting, right click here and go to Properties. Right. We'll go to Internet Protocol version four and properties. We will define the DNS server address. Okay. DNS means Domain Name Service, and we'll define a preferred Domain Name Service IP. We do not want this server to look for Active Directory domain in all the AWS servers. We want to look. We want this server to look for Active Directory domain in a particular server where we have built the Active Directory. Okay. I just copy the IP address of the Active Directory server and use this IP address. We want this PSM server to look for Active Directory domain in this particular DNS IP. Okay, This is where we have built our Active Directory. So, I'll go to this PC, right click here, go to Properties. Right now, the computer name and work group, domain and work group setting, this server is part of a work group right now. If I go to Change setting here, and click on the Change option. Right now, this server is part of a work group. We'll make sure that this server is part of a domain. Which domain? arvind.com. I'll write the, Administrator, uh, the domain administrator account that this server needs to use to connect to the Active Directory. So, arvind. Dot com slash administrator, domain administrator account, right? And password, which is Alright, the server is now joined to the Active Directory domain, so our work is done here, let's click OK, it's going to ask for a quick restart. We'll do that restart and once the restart is complete, we are going to log back into the server with the domain administrator account. Let's just wait for one minute to for this server to take a
1: complete restart. Uh, it looks like it is not up yet. Let's give it one more minute.
0: On it, this is up now. To connect to this server, once the restart is complete, once the server is joined to the Active Directory domain, we'll always ensure that we use this point, is very careful. Make sure that you use the domain administrator account to log into the PSM server if you want to deploy the PSM. Okay, because during the PSM deployment, we will install a lot of things, we'll change a lot of uh, configurations on the server. And for that, you will need the most powerful account. When you join a server to the Active Directory domain, the domain administrator, the network administrator becomes the most powerful account within the server. And you will have to ensure that you use the domain administrator account to log in if you do not want to run into permission issues. Okay. So we will use the domain administrator account to log in. There are four stages in the PSM deployment. It's a bit complicated process. There are four stages of the PSM deployment. Four stages of the PSM deployment. The stage one is called prerequisites. Prerequisites. Stage two. Is installation stage three is post installation and stage four is hardening. Stage one is prerequisite, stage two is installation, third is post installation, fourth is hardening. Four stages of the PSM deployment complex procedure. Prerequisite every single stage that we see here, we are uh, going to perform some tasks locally on the server PSM server. So, all those tasks for uh, deploying all those tasks, we have uh, the PowerShell scripts that are prepared by CyberArk that can automate this, uh, the entire stages for us. So, every single step, stage here, we will run will perform using the PowerShell scripts provided by CyberArk. Only the installation that has to be manual, except the installation, all the other uh, stages will be performed using the partial script. But we will understand every single stage before we actually deploy them. Okay? What are the processes that are st- involved in every single stage before we actually run the partial script, we will try to understand the processes and steps involved. Okay, let me type, paste all of that here in the chat window. Let's start with the stage one, which is the prerequisite. start with the stage one which is the prerequisite so i'll go to the psm server here so the psm server software you should be able to find on the C drive within your PSM server on the C drive within your PSM server if you go to privilege session manager version 11.2 right uh, there is a folder here called installation automation let's go to the installation automation there is a folder called prerequisites okay. there is a folder called prerequisite We'll have to understand the steps involved in the prerequisite process before we actually deploy it. So, to understand the steps here, I'll open this config file, the prerequisite config file.
1: Remove these unnecessary prompts. Let's understand the steps
0: involved in the prerequisite stage. step 1 here install dotnet okay? cyberark software is built on dotnet framework cyberark software is built on .NET framework it has to be installed before you actually install the privilege session manager the dotnet has to be installed
1: okay?
0: before you install the privilege session manager the dotnet framework has to be installed for 11.2 version 4.5.2 package will be installed okay? we have a script a particular dedicated script for every single step that we have here. A dedicated step, dedicated script is there. Okay. Step number two: Install a remote desktop service. In this remote desktop service, all the features, uh, the uh, roles and features, the remote desktop features that are required for PSM to perform its functionality will be installed automatically. Okay. Step number three: Disable network level authentication. Okay, Disable network level authentication. Network level authentication is basically a feature that restricts you to initiate the RDP connections and ask you to authenticate your ID against the network. Before you actually launch the RDP connection client. you'll have to validate your network ID. Okay, that means the ID uh, that is created on the Active Directory domain that this server is a part of. Okay. So only when your ID is validated, you will be allowed to use the RDP client. Okay? Your ID will be validated, your ID that exists in the network. That's why it's called network level authentication. Only when you pass the network level authentication, it will allow you to launch the RDP client. Okay, But uh, on the PSM functionality, if you remember, we talked about the connection client. Uh, PSM connect will launch the connection client or in non-RDP connections, the non-RDP clients like putting your database clients will be launched by shadow users. Both the shadow user and the connection client, uh, the PSM connect user are local users created within the PSM server. They are not created on active directory. They cannot be used to do network level authentication. So if you keep this network level authentication functionality enabled the psm connect or psm shadow users will not be able to initiate the connections and psm functionality might fail this is why network level authentication needs to be disabled on the psm server locally network level authentication needs to be disabled update rds security layer is just a security feature that uh, uh, basically allows you to upgrade or upgrade the existing RDS layer. But anyway, we are doing the fresh installation here. During the update of the PSM, you do this update RDS security layer. For now, we will uh, not perform this step. By default, this is not enabled. We'll keep it that way. We will only perform the step, three steps from the top. We'll install the .NET remote desktop service, and we will disable the network level authentication every single step that we have here we have dedicated scripts for them if you notice we have a script for network level authentication how do we disable it right powershell scripts for disabling network level authentication installing dot net right every single step we have dedicated powershell scripts we are not going to run these dedicated powershell scripts one by one instead we are simply going to why is this Instead, we are simply going to uh, execute the configuration file directly. Okay. We will sim- we'll simply execute the configuration file directly that will execute every single step that we have, run The every single script that is there. I okay. will simply copy the address of this prerequisite config file. I will copy the address here and I will go back once. Within the installation automation folder, we find a script called execute hyphen stage. This execute hyphen stage script is responsible to run every single config file, every single step that we have, the stages that we have, is going to run the config file or the stages of the PSM deployment. So I'll just run this script with the PowerShell. Policy change, we will allow all the policy changes that is required. We'll just write A, yes to all. We will allow every single step here. It is asking the config file path. So I had copied the config file path already. This is the prerequisite config file path. You can just copy it and paste this config file path here and hit enter. Automatically, the script will run and deploy all the processes for you. Okay, right now, it is at the second step installing RDS. So let's wait for this to complete.
1: Okay.
0: During the script execution, it's going to ask for a restart, and that's an expected behavior. So after the restart, when you log in again, the script should automatically resume. So let's wait for all of that to happen. Alright, it is asking for a machine restart, Okay. if this happens with you, just uh, hit enter to do an automatic restart here, I'll just enter and it should automatically take a restart.
1: Okay.
0: Automatically it should take a restart. Okay. If you hit enter here, automatically it would take a restart and let's wait for that restart to complete. We'll wait for one more minute here, and then we will log back into the PSM server. We'll wait for one more minute for this restart to complete, and then we will log back into the PSM server with the domain administrator account, and the script should automatically resume.
1: To use the domain administrator account to log in.
0: All right, as soon as we log in, the script should automatically resume. So we'll uh, let it do its work. We'll wait for two or three minutes for a script execution to be complete. After that, we will move on to the second stage, which is installation. Alright, looks like all the uh, prerequisite steps, the three steps that uh, we plan to complete is already complete now. The .NET is installed, RDS is installed and network level authentication is disabled now. So the next thing for us is going to be installation of the Privilege Session Manager, which is a manual task. We will do it manually. Okay? If I go back to the software location, should be in the C drive.
1: Right click on the setup and run it as administrator.
0: We'll accept the requirement, the default requirement, the C packages will be installed. So let's wait for that to happen. Alright. Some usual information here we will accept this. License agreement we are going to accept that as well. Okay. All the license agreement we are going to accept this as well. Username and company can be anything. I will just write Arvind here. Okay. Company can be lab. We will accept all the default program folders. Okay, The configuration files are going to get stored in these locations. Okay. Recording location. Configuration safe name. This is where the from the safe actually exists in the vault. After the PSM uh, installation, the safe will be created on the vault, and from this safe, the PSM is going to retrieve all the details related to the platform safe and user authorization. Every single details will be retrieved from the CyberArk vault, and all those details exist in this particular safe. So, will accept this. Will not make any changes here. Let's go next. If you notice all the non-RDP clients are being installed now. Oracle client, the other clients will be installed as well. All the client has to be installed locally on the PSM server for the connections to be established. So we'll wait for all those installation to complete. Alright. The PSM needs to connect to the vault in order to uh, retrieve all the details and establish the user connections. So we'll have to provide the IP address of the vault. Let's copy the IP address of the vault from AWS console. We'll just select the vault server and copy the private IP. Port number will always be 1858 in every component communication. The port has to be 1858. So we'll accept that, we'll not make any changes here. I'll go next. The username that will be used, the account that will be used to connect to the vault so that the PSM can uh, retrieve all the details and uh, create all the users. For PSM to work with the vault, it has to establish a connection to the vault. How does it connect to the vault? We will have to provide a username and password that is created on CyberArk vault. Let's use the CyberArk administrator credential here. We are not making API connections as of now. Uh, API gateways is something that we will talk about later on. API gateways is for automations inside CyberArk. For now, we will avoid all the complications. We will skip this one for now. Do you want to continue and update it at separate stage? We will do the uh, API Gateway on the separate stage. Let's not do it right now. Let's wait for this installation to complete. Alright, during the installation, it is trying to create the app user and gateway user, the app user and gateway user we uh, discussed about the app user and the gateway user, right? During the installation, it's going to create the app user and gateway user on the vault. And we'll have to, usually the format is PSM app underscore hostname of the server. But in this particular case, it is more than 18 character for us, which is not something it's going to accept. So we will remove uh, some characters from the last okay. and that's it we'll click next here we'll have to do the same with the gateway user as well
1: okay. and let's go next
0: So let's try to initiate the connection to the PSM server now. Now that we have done the deployment, the installation, the next stage for the PSM deployment will be the post-installation. So far, we have done the prerequisite and we have done the manual installation. The next stage is going to be the post-installation. So let's talk about the post-installation. Let me log into the PSM server once again. With the domain administrator account.
1: Just give me one minute, guys. Let me change the network here quickly.
0: All right. Now that we have uh, completed the installation, let's quickly move on to the post installation stage.
1: Just go back to the software location once again. In the installation
0: automation folder, we'll go to the post installation steps post installation uh, folder if i open the post installation config file let's understand the steps that are involved in the post
1: installation stage
0: the first one we have here disable screen saver okay, disable screen saver Screensaver is basically a set of graphics that takes over when your sessions are inactive for some time. It happens in your laptops, your local desktop, and even your uh, smartphones. So, when your sessions are inactive for some time, the screensaver can take over. Right? When the user establishes a connection through the CyberArk PSM, right? The user might be able to might be working in the target session but uh, meanwhile the psm server that is running on the back end can become inactive and at that time the screen saver can take over on the psm server that will disrupt the user session so you have to ensure that the screen saver is locally disabled on the psm server so that it cannot disrupt the user session second configure psm users this is where PSM Connect and PSM Admin Connect will be assigned appropriate rights for them to be able to establish the uh, do their functionality. For example, PSM Connect needs to be able to connect to the PSM server in every user session. PSM Connect needs to have the remote login permission. Okay. PSM Admin Connect, if it wants to start the recording, it needs to have the local administrator permission. So in this particular step, step number two, psm local users will be assigned additional rights for them to be able to perform their functionality step number three improve non-rdp connector performance okay. non-rdp connector performance basically where the psm is going to check whether the non-rdp clients are installed or not okay. the oracle client the uh, database or the uh, what a client! All those non-RDP clients are installed or not, and whether their performances are up to the mark or not. Okay. So, in this particular step, it will ensure that the PSM also has the ability to connect to non-RDP clients. The next one we have is the web application step. Your PSM does not only have the capability to connect to uh, the RDP and non-RDP client; it also has the ability to connect you to the to get you connected to the websites and portal. But for that to happen, the Chrome and Internet Explorer browser should be running on the PSM server. For that to happen, the Chrome and Internet Explorer browser should be running within the PSM server. Okay. Usually when you do the PSM hardening, there is a, a software called App Locker which will be installed and which will block all the additional application and external software on the PSM server which is not required. Okay, along with the Chrome and Internet Explorer. But for PSM to be able to connect to the websites and portal, the Chrome and Internet Explorer should be running within the PSM server. And this is where in this particular step, the PSM is going to create exception rules to be allowed on the app locker for Chrome and Internet Explorer to run within the PSM server. Okay, it will create exception rules for Chrome and Internet Explorer browser to be run, to be allowed to run within the PSM server so that PSM can have the web application functionality as well. The next step enable print session, this will allow the users to send a print command directly from the target session itself. They do not have to download the document in their local machine and save it locally. Uh, in order to print they can send the print command directly to the target session when they are connected to the uh, target system through cyber PSN and the last one reduce win certificate wait time is when you are using the SSL certificates to validate the connections okay, validate every single connection. So if any user is trying to use the RDP connection client you are validating the connections Based on the SSL certificate, if they that exist in their laptop or not, right? So, every single time the user launches the connection through the CyberArk PSM, the PSM is going to wait for some time for those certificates validation to be complete. For those certificate validations to be complete, only when the validation is there, only when the PSM uh, understood that the validation is complete, the user machine is allowed to launch the connection only in that case the PSM establishes the connection okay so in this particular process sometimes it can cause a delay and there can be uh, efficiency issue so if you want to reduce the waiting time for the certificate for the PSM uh, waiting time of the PSM for these certificates to be validated you have to enable this step but right now we are not using SSL certificates to validate the connection. So we'll keep this option as disabled, right now it is disabled, even the print session, we do not require this particular feature. By default, they are disabled. We'll keep it that way. We're only going to perform the first four steps here. Okay. Web application, the RDP connector performance, PSM users and screen saver. And we'll run it the same way we run our uh, uh, the older script, the prerequisite script. We'll just copy the configuration folder, configuration file location. I'll just copy the config file location. Go back once. And we will again
1: rerun the execute hyphen stage script.
0: We'll accept this. We'll uh, allow every single policy change to happen here. Click Y. Sorry, click A, yes to all. And we will write the config file path which is the post installation config file and hit enter let's wait for this, this should not take long
1: Alright, that's it. The post installation is complete.